Hello, hello, hello. Beautiful, beautiful people. Hi, Yuli, darling. How are you doing? Absolutely fine. I'm packing for Portugal. When are you off to Portugal? It's really nice. My uh, friends actually gifted me um, a flight to Portugal with them for my birthday. That's lovely. Abundance in all forms. Yes. Yes. And it's like, uh, you know, I love a good adventure. So we're renting a van. We're going along the coast. It's... Oh, I'm so excited for you. So excited for you. Yeah. Right. Tap. Never mind me like doing all the things in the background. You do you, babe. And actually, this is a really good moment to note this is I think sometimes think people think that we learn best if we're like, well, I know you know this, Yuli, because I used to always say this when you first joined. If we're like hyper, hyper focused, study, study mode. But when we're relaxed, actually our unconscious is more open. And so if we're packing and we're doing things like that's how stuff goes in. And for those of you guys that are mums, business owners, just humans with lives, I'm also one of those people. And I never listen to trainings, just sat down at my desk. It doesn't work for me. I'm on a walk. I'm doing a thing. I might just be like steaming my wardrobe. You know, I'm just doing shit. And so that really helps us to have the information sink in. So I think Yuli is modeling something beautiful for us. This is not a space right? Where you've got to be like, yeah, he's like, look at me. This is what I bring to the table. This is not a space where we have to be like hyper, hyper focused, which is why we do this on Zoom. And also I'm going to be streaming it into the Facebook group. Okay. Because some just prefer to have the audio on in the background. So thank you for packing for Portugal. <laughs> You're so welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect to be thanked for that, but I will take it. <laughs> you know, actually, that's the only thing that I want to be thanked for from now on. <laughs> Just existing as a human, right? Just existing. Shasha, darling, it's so lovely to see your face. See that? <laughs> long time. <laughs> it's been a long time. I know it's so lovely to have you here especially for this session because it's gonna be really powerful okay we've got people hopping on now Tam can you make yourself co-host please mm -hmm. because I need you to accept people as we start can you, you have to make me co-host Hannah it doesn't come up for me darling it just says make host and if I make you host I can't share slides doesn't say co-host how strange okay um I'll try and work it out okay if not I can also let people in yeah as we move through it I think as we've already started okay right. so I'm just gonna hi Daniela darling hello beautiful Daniela Amazing. Okay, guys, I'm going to go straight through just because we've got a lot to cover. In the intensives, you're going to notice a pattern. There's a lot of things that we learn. 
The idea isn't that you understand and you implement every single thing, okay? We're not learning from pressure. We're learning from trust and ease, which is why I love that Yuli is packing, okay? We've talked about that. If you missed the start of that, it's a really lovely moment, so you can rewind later and um, just listen to that. I think it's going to be really supportive for us to hear that piece in general. Um, I'm going to do like a recap, like a starting little note point like I did yesterday, just because usually Zoom is automatically recording um, and it didn't yesterday. So I need to re-record the first section for you guys, which is literally what I'm going to do straight after recording this. I'm going to be in the flow. I'm going to record it. I'm going to stream it into the group. So you can come and join me on the group if you want, not in the Zoom, but on the group. So that's all going to be in the Facebook group for you. And then it's all going to be put into Customer Hub. So I just want to remind you guys that in the Facebook group, you've got your recordings. In Customer Hub, you have your recordings and everything is there for you. Okay. For today, and I'm curious, how many of you guys managed to watch the invite? Can you drop an emoji in the chat if you've watched the invite? Because this is really going to be the next stage to the invite. If you haven't, it's all good. Um, okay, yeah, Daniela and Yuli, I think I saw you there. Um, it's all good. We're going to put the invite in love or money so you guys could see it um with this work if you haven't watched it it's going to support your learning one trillion percent right to go and watch the invite as well afterwards the order doesn't matter it's just good that we've got that in our minds and we know that that's a thing um is this is the chat set up so that we can only send direct private messages to you hannah or is it a bug in my Zoom, you should be able to send, I mean, unless that's a program and error, you should be able to send messages and everyone sees it. Um, um, mine also says the same, only direct. Okay, well, I'm guessing people change something in Zoom. Yes. I'll read your messages, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll check that in Zoom so it's not the same for tomorrow. I think, Hannah, when we have a break, um, we'll stop the recording and then we'll start it again. And then I can go in and change the settings um, in the break. All right. Brilliant. Let's make it easier for everyone. OK. There was a new installation today. It could be that. It could be that Zoom is doing the things mm -hmm. and it's happened. But it's all good. We're going with it. We choose to see the good in everything. Right, guys? In everything. Even the fact that I have to re-record a section. <laughs> I'm like, I choose that to be a good thing because it's going to be even fucking better than it was yesterday. So I really want us to dive in and I really want to just set this again for those of you guys that weren't on the live yesterday at the beginning, because all of the courses will be sold as evergreen separate courses, right? I want you guys to know that we respect your privacy. So if you don't want your face, right, to be on these recordings, don't unmute yourself, just use the chat. And since all of the messages are going to me anyway, and no one else will see them, see divine intelligence supporting us, you can just put to me, Hannah, don't read out my shares and I will not read out your shares, okay? So I want you guys to know that you've got choice around privacy because this will be put on Customer Hub, this will be put on Facebook group, and this will be sold as an evergreen package that you get to choose to keep your stuff private. And so if you wanna share just within the School of IH and tag us, you can do that as well if you're an IH member, or you can just share in the group and it won't be seen in the recordings, okay? So what will be recorded is my face and the slides. 
But if you speak, your face will be recorded. So if you don't want your face to be seen, just don't unmute. Okay, that's the vibe. Then the next thing is, is we're doing a really fun giveaway. I'm giving away 20 minutes of my time. It's either going to be business or healing support. So if you guys want to be in to win that, make sure that you share the visual, right, on your Instagram of Love and Money and you tag me in it. Then there is a giveaway thread within Love or Money. Just make sure you put your name there to make sure that we get you. You can enter as many times as you want. Obviously, the more times that you enter, the higher the likelihood of winning. Um... So yeah, you can do that as many times as you want. You don't have to, but if you want to share a quote or you want to share an aha moment or you want to share something that comes through for you and tag me in it, that is so, so appreciated. And I would be truly, truly grateful for that. And yet you don't have to, okay? You don't have to if it doesn't feel authentic or true to you. We always want you guys to share if it feels truly, truly authentic and it's something that you're really, really loving. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say that again when I record it. <laughs> the next thing. Um, amazing. We can do IG posts and not just stories. Yes, of course you can. I already had some stuff I wanted to share from yesterday. Yeah, Daniela, that would be counted and we would love and appreciate that. Um, Sandra says, I'm following as much as I can at work and I'll be on and off between customers. That is all good because today is going to be mostly an info session. Then we're going to have a big, big like sharing session. <laughs> session at the end bit at the end okay amazing just making sure that we're muted uh, amazing okay so originally guys we're going to dive into the first section of this it's going to be behind the scenes in business this is what i really originally called it if i'd named it again today i would literally call it like beneath the surface right in business what you don't see the first glance in business Basically, the shadows, the stuff that's happening beneath the layers, right? That's creating all the things that we don't like in our lives and our business, but we can't really understand and see what's going on. It's going to be the first section of love and money. The second section is going to be, um, it's going to be all about how we can create healthy dynamics in our business, okay? And the final section is going to be navigating challenging conversations. So it's going to be really taking everything we've learned yesterday and everything that we learned today and putting it into practice. This is a session that I actually hold in the certification and mastermind and in private coaching, because this is where we go from, oh, that was a really interesting thing to Hannah, that Hannah taught to shit just got real. This actually happens in my life and I don't know how to navigate it. Okay. The final section is my favorite section. So it's going to be info, info, real practical stuff that we're going to navigate together. The first section is the longest. The final two sections are shortest. Okay. So I do want to invite you for the final section, if we can, to be active or if you want to be uh, in the Zoom, it's where you're kind of going to get, get the most juice from it. Okay. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. I'm so excited for this. Okay. Something else I also want to say in shadow work, and you might have noticed this in yesterday's session, is that we go deep and we go wide. Okay. So when we're kind of in the middle, it almost feels like we're just navigating through this murk. Just notice what you notice in your body. It might feel icky. Things might come up. There might be like, I don't want to own this. This is so gross. <laughs> be with me till the end. Okay. Be with me till the end. The middle section in every course, in every program, it's like when we're in the thick of it, 
the middle of your investment, the middle of the intensives, the middle pieces in your relationship. It's kind of almost like that power struggle phase that we talked about yesterday, where it's like, ah, no, no, don't like it, okay? If we give up then, guess what happens? We don't get to healing. It's like you're on one side of the river and you want to cross to the other side. When you're swimming through the center, it's where we think and we look at the other side and we're like, it's so far away. Why did I decide to swim from one bank to the other, right? And when you get to the other bank, it's like, fuck, I made it. It's healing. It's transformation. It's the same as the terror barrier. We see this again and again and again in the school of IH. So stay with this work. Stay with it, even though it's shadow work and it's murky. Daniela says I thrive in the fit <laughs> amazing amazing well then you're gonna love today okay so yesterday the context that I set for those of you guys that were on the live and for those of you guys that watch the replay you guys will see this okay yesterday we set the context of this relationships are always about you yesterday we talked about how our romantic relationships are a physical manifestation of our unconscious mind there is no difference in that between your romantic relationships and your business relationships. We started to see that as it got murky at the end of yesterday's session, right? We started to see that. And today's actually just gonna be an opportunity to go into that even more. So I want you guys to know that all of the stuff that we saw yesterday plays out in your team, if you have a team. It plays out with your coach, if you have a coach. You will do because you're here. <laughs> it plays out with your clients, if you have clients, right? It plays out with your coworkers. It plays out with other people in your industry. It plays out with that person that you hate on Instagram for no real reason. And yet it's always the same work. It's just another phase that you're projecting your stuff on. So like today, our focus will be on you, on yourself, right? It's not gonna be a session about how terrible other people are in your business about how this person did this and that person did that. So you're never going to be successful or any of this stuff. It's going to be always take it home, take it home, take it home, take it home, take it home. Because we know when we take it home, that's where we tapped into our power. Okay. And we want to take it one step further because today we're talking about business and we're talking about relationships. Your business is your responsibility. Full stop. There are no situations where that's not true. If you want to be a master in leadership of leading teams, of leading your clients, of leading yourself, it's always your responsibility. And that is not heavy because responsibility is life, is light because responsibility is transformation. Yesterday, the first section didn't record because usually the team set an automatic recording thing and they didn't, they forgot, right? I could blame the team. I could be infuriated at the team. I could be like, so, so mad at the team. What would that take me to? Is that leadership? Is it the team's fault that I didn't check when I started speaking? No. If I'm in blame, I can't go into a reframe of it's gonna be even fucking better. <laughs> this thing happened that I would not have chosen and I decide that I am, that the new thing that has to happen that I wouldn't have chosen is gonna even be better than what I desire. Your business, your responsibility, always all situations. This is light. 
This is transformational. People that get this, right, are the people that thrive in business non-circumstantially. We get trapped in stuff. Oh, my client hasn't paid me or someone has asked for a refund and now I'm up. No. You are taking the power away from yourself, your business, your responsibility. People aren't signing up. Be bigger than you're being. People are asking for refunds. Step up, lean in. Your business, your responsibility, non-circumstantially. If you can get that, you don't even need to listen to the rest of the training. This is going to save you a lot of suffering in your life if we are always in ownership of all that is happening. Okay. After that very intense start, guys, I want you to grab a journal. If you're writing, if you're just listening, I want you to listen and just think about this in your head. Write on a list three people that you don't like. Okay? And it doesn't have to be to the level of not liking three people that annoy you, three people that trigger you, three people that create in you. And I don't want you to overthink this. When we overthink this, we're no longer in unconscious, we're, we're in conscious. And remember relationship healing happens in our unconscious. So that's where we're tapped in. Be ruthless. No one's gonna see this. I'm not gonna ask you to share this. And once you finish that, Write a list of three people that you admire and the qualities that you admire in them. Okay? Be honest if it, even if it embarrasses you. No one's going to see this piece of paper. You can burn this after the session. And I'm going to give you guys until 25 past to do that. I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to grab a glass of water whilst you're doing this. 25 past, you've got. And I want you to write and think for that whole time.
Okay, beautiful people, we've got one minute left. And I really want you to keep thinking of qualities. And I really want you to keep getting up and down a piece of paper. And I want you to keep being very ruthless. This is not about being nice. This is about being truthful and honest, which is going to be a foundation to every single thing that I teach today, kind of yesterday. Tomorrow is more light. It's energetics, but definitely today. One more final minute. Be ruthless. Okay. Amazing. Okay. How was that for you guys? Just dropping in the chat, kind of your experience of that. Of course, you don't have to um, tell me who it's about. Of course, you don't have to tell me the qualities. I understand that these topics can be really personal and we want to keep them to ourselves. But I'm just curious of how that was for you. Was it easy to find someone that you admire? Is it easy to find someone that you don't like? Was it easy to list qualities? Okay, this is interesting because we're all going to have very different experiences of this. We've got hard to think about people I don't like, much easier to think about people I admire and the qualities I love about them. That's very interesting because we're all going to have cognitive biases for whatever reason. Well, the reason is neurological programming, but we don't need to get into that. It's just noticing and having awareness. Um, so Yuli says, I don't actually admire anyone. Very interesting. There's no one that I can think, ah, oh, I want to be like that person. Okay. Also very interesting because remember in these three days, it's like we're expanding awareness. So we've got, it's hard to find people I didn't like. And the ones that came through surprised me. It was easy to find the people that I admired listing them there. Their qualities were easy, but my perspective, um, but it's also my perspective, which maybe isn't the truth. Yes, we know our perspective isn't truth. <laughs> we know there is no truth ever. There is no truth. There is what we think <laughs> that we bind to facts, but we get to choose the most appropriate truth for us. So what I want you to reflect on, if you found it hard to pick people that you don't like, just pick people that trigger you, pick people that annoy you, pick people like sometimes when I'm doing this exercise, I might just put my partner. It's not that I don't like him. I obviously really, really deeply love him, but he also really annoys me, right? <laughs> Welcome to relationships. 
And so I could do this with my partner and I could just pick the qualities that he's got that I don't like um, as me, Hannah. So we can do it that way as well. We can just pick intimate people. If maybe like our brain shuts down and we think about not liking someone, we can do that as well. Okay. So just know that we can do like kind of, it doesn't have to be that it's like, I really hate this person. Cause if I think about it, I don't really hate anyone, but there are people that piss me off. And that's what this is about. And for the admire piece, if there's no one that we admire, can we think about are there people that I like and what do I like about them? Okay. Sometimes we can just use different language and we're going to come to different conclusions just because words mean different things to us in our brain. And some of us might not give ourselves permission to dislike people, but if we're truthful, there are people that invoke negative emotions in us, right? Has nothing to do with them. It's got everything to do with us and still useful. Okay. So this is the work, guys. This is the work. This is your introduction to shadow. For those of you guys, I'm thinking of Yuli. You've done this with me before. Some of you guys will have done this with me. Some of you guys, this will be completely new. I have good news and I have bad news. Okay. The good news is all of those qualities that you've listed about people that you admire and that you look up to and that you really like, they also exist in you. We call this the light shadow. And I'm going to refer to the light shadow a lot today because people tend to only teach from the dark side. And I don't believe that. Okay. And I don't believe that to be helpful. Shadow is light and shadow is dark. Okay. So all of those qualities that we see in others that we admire, that we may not believe exist in us, that's your light shadow. I've also got bad news, which I actually think is good news because like there is nothing that is actually bad or wrong when we do this work to a certain extent. So all of those qualities that you've listed that you don't like in someone else, that also exists within you. And that's called your dark shadow. The aspects of yourself that you have disowned because you think they're bad and wrong. To give you a really quick definition, the light shadow is the parts of yourself that you've disowned because you think they're too big and bright for you. So you've got to project them on someone else. The dark shadow is those parts of yourself that you've decided are bad and wrong, right? So you've disowned dark shadow and we project that onto others too, okay? Carl Jung is like the granddaddy of shadow work. And I'm going to use a lot of Carl Jung quotes. One of the things that he said was in each other, there is another you that you don't want to know right? The parts of ourselves that we don't accept to be true, the parts of ourselves that we don't want to own. This is some of the most important work that we will do together, okay? For those of you guys that are experiencing for this first time, it's also going to be the peace and personal development that our brain goes, eh. So if you've got questions, please throw them in the chat. Again, if you want the questions to remain anonymous, just put that in brackets for me, okay? What we're going to see from shadow work is it's never really right about anyone else. It's always really about us. And I know I keep saying this. And I'm going to keep saying this. And I'm going to keep saying this for the rest of today and tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about this. I want to give you a bit of a background to how shadow is formed. Okay. When we are children and we are babies, 
We are born thinking that we are perfect, that we are whole, that we are complete. I want you to visualize we're like this big ball of radiating energy. You know, if you look at a baby, a baby poops and the baby's like, my poo is the most glorious thing in the world, right? They look at their stomach rolls and they're like, this is brilliant, right? You never see the baby look at themselves with judgment. The baby is there in their, all of their humanity, right? Just like pooping and crying and being needy and demanding, feeling all the feelings. And there is no judgment about it being bad or wrong. You don't see a baby going, oh, what are people going to think if I cry? You know, that's conditioned. That's learned. Now, I want you guys to really see this on an energetic level, right? On an energetic level, on a visual level, when you see a baby, it's like this ball of energy. It's just flowing energy. And the way that I visualize it, it's almost like this tennis ball. And it's got a million sprouts of energy coming out. like Right? Now, what starts to happen is that the baby is learning from its caregivers and it's seeing things and it's like, oh, when I do this, when I cry, my mom gets annoyed. Maybe my crying is wrong. One of those shoots of energy shuts off, life force shuts off. And the baby starts learning what's good and bad and what gets me love and what doesn't get me love. And those trillions of shoots of energy, like like little doors shutting off. And so we go from this Oh, I'm everything and everything about me is beautiful and my human to, I can only be these things. If not, I won't be loved. And it's like, we go from this big sparkling ball of energy to just just this ball with one or two sprouts of light coming through, right? And we've seen this because parents say, don't play in the mud, you'll ruin your Jess. And so you, you shut and disown the quality of mess, right? Or your parents will say, and I got this all of the time, isn't she such a good girl? Oh, she's so quiet. I was so good. I just, I didn't talk in class. You know, I would go to parties with my parents and they'd get me a coloring book and I'd just color it in with my crayons and I literally didn't say a peep. And everyone's like, oh, isn't your little girl so good? She doesn't ask for anything. She's got no needs. I was like, seven. She's so self-contained. So bad went in my shadow. Loud went in my shadow. Having an opinion went in my shadow, right? Feelings went in my shadow. And so I want you to visualize it like this. And this is a beautiful poem. I can't remember his name. Who wrote this poem? Um, it's called, Tam, can you Google poetry and shadow work? De- um, something Blythe. Can anyone, does anyone know him? Something Blythe. He talks about a black bag and I want you to see it like this. You've got a black bag over your shoulder. And every time that you learn that there is a part of you that loses you love or is bad or wrong, you put it away. And so we put away our sexuality. We put away our loud. We put away our mess. We put away our emotions. We put away having hairy legs. You know, all of these things. And so the back bag grows more and more and more and more and more and more the older we get the more that we learn that there is right and wrong, the more that we learn that there are parts of us that are loved and parts of us that are not. And actually, as I reflect on this, I want you to be thinking and typing into the chat, what do you think that you've put away in your black bag? What do you think that you've learned is bad and wrong about you? So you've disowned it from yourself. Now, what happens, and we go back to this ball of energy, is every time we put one of those qualities away, we're literally like shutting a door to our life force. 
right? No wonder so many people get to adulthood tired and burnt out. It's not just because of how much they're doing. It's because they're trying to just be this smaller version of themselves. When we get into shadow work and we truly get into the relationship work, we see that it's not just about, oh, do my relationships feel good? And it's more about, do I feel good in my life? There are big threads and topics here. Yeah, being needy, being manly, being demanding, being clear, asking for a lot. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Cher. And everyone else just reflecting. And I want you to think because it goes even further than this, guys, right? It's not just what we learn in childhood. It's what we learn in school, right? I was bullied in school. I learned in school that I was wrong. <laughs> Helen Butler, as a human being, was not cool. So I pretty, pretty much just put the whole of myself in that black bag. There was a point in my teen and early adulthood that I couldn't bear to hear people hear my name, say my name, because I disliked me so much. Can you imagine that? When my partners used to use the word Hannah, I would cringe because I'd be like, Hannah is horrible. Hannah is this terrible human and she's so uncool. So I put me in that bag, right? I was bullied at school because I was foreign. I was bullied at school because I was different. I was bullied at school because I liked being learning. And so it's not just through our caregivers, okay? It's during our formative childhood experiences. It can be in adults, in our teams, on social media. Oh, I want to be perceived this way running a business. So I'm going to put away all these things about me. When I started my business, I thought that I had to be like really cool and Ibiza and take like really flowy feminine photos. And I did it once. And I was like, this isn't me. But I put away my loud and my Spanish. I put away my weird and my mistakes. I put away all of these aspects of myself. And so when I built my businesses from then, it felt tiring and it felt stressful and it felt like... This is why so many times, guys, I'm like, I made a mistake. We fucked up technology, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm like, I will not put that in my bag. I will be successful being who I am in my authenticity, okay? But I want you guys to know that this keeps happening. And every time this happens, you make yourself so much smaller than you are. And this keeps happening. And this can happen for the whole of your life until you die. And you get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And we wonder why people get to 40 and 50 and they're like, is this life? Until we start to take something out. And not everyone does. This is why I love teaching this workshop, this work so much, because it is so transformational. Because ultimately it does not matter what you've put in that black bag. It matters now, what do I choose to do? Do I choose to put myself in the shape of a pretzel to be loved and accepted? Or do I choose to start doing the work to take out each quality step by step? Yeah, Robert Bly, thank you. That's, yeah. And I've got more, don't speak up for what your needs are. Yeah, so your needs would then be in the black bag. And so I love this metaphor, guys. And I want you to actually just imagine me going in Canva looking for these images earlier. On a level of consciousness, 
And this ties into the manifestation work so beautifully, but on the level of consciousness, guys, we are born as infinite potential. And we are infinite potential because we love every single part of ourselves. We've not rejected any of our qualities yet. We've not, people say this, when you do the manifestation work, does it mean that you're faking it till you make it? No, the truth, the truth of your being is that you are it all. You are everything in potential. You are everything that has been and everything that can be. That is the truth of consciousness. That is the truth of energy. But as a child, you learn that I am this and whatever that is, and therefore, as an adult, you express those qualities thinking that that is the real you, but it's not. Those are the parts of yourself that you've decided to accept as you. And so when we start to do shadow work, we actually start to find like, who the fuck was I? And who the fuck could I be before I learned that I was not? And so this analogy really helps guys. When you're born, it's like you're equivalent to this giant mansion. And every quality is this new room and each room is a quality and a potential that exists in human beings. We've got the millionaire, we've got the billionaire, we've got the trillionaire, we've got the speaker, we've got the loud, we've got the needs, we've got the sexuality, we've got the fun, we've got the free, we've got the, all of these aspects of you and it's this huge house. And then you learn what you are and what you're not and what's loved and what's not accepted. And so we start shutting these doors, right? And so when we get to adulthood, we don't think that we are this mansion, which we really, really are this limitless mansion. In consciousness, you are a limitless mansion. You are limitless possibility. But we get to adulthood and we've shut so many friggin' doors that we think we're a two-bed house. And of course, it doesn't feel good how could it possibly feel good for a limitless mansion to feel like a two-bed house? It doesn't make sense. And so shadow work is starting to open those doors, right? These doors in yourself where you discover all of these aspects of yourself and suddenly... It's like there's so much more freedom. There's so much more space. There's so much more authenticity. Yes, yes, yes. This is who I always was. This is why for me, shadow work is part of business. Shadow work is part of success. Because if we're shutting off doors to our greatness, if we're shutting off doors to our light shadow, how can we thrive? And here's the final thing about shadow. Here's the final thing about shadow. All those rooms that you've shut a door to, all of those rooms that you have closed, there's a law of nature, there's a law of the universe. What we don't own, we have to project on another. And so this is what we do. We project the stuff about ourselves that we don't like, needy, angry, emotional, we're like, oh, that person's so angry. They trigger me because they're so angry. Oh, that person's too confident. They trigger me because they're too confident. Or our lightness. That person is, it's just, it's so easy for them to be successful and it pisses you off. Oh, they're so great. They're so beautiful. Them, 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 them. When we're a two-bed house, we can't help but project all of our stuff on anyone else. The wonderful thing when we start doing shadow work, and I'm going to tie this to business at the end, 
is that we stop needing to project outwards because we accept the infinite possibility that exists within us. And within this workshop, I am gonna tackle difficult questions like, does this mean that I have the potential to be a murderer? Yes, yes it does. <laughs> but Hitler was really bad. We will have those questions and we will talk about them and there will be a Q&A session so you can get into the nitty gritty and there is no question that is too hard and there is no question that is not welcome, okay? I wanna be clear. So you guys really do feel comfortable asking me anything that you want. Let's summarize shadow so we really get this and then we can apply it to business, we can apply it to coaching, we can apply it to your teams and we can apply it to your life. Shadow in essence is the accumulation of all of the parts of yourself, all of the potentials that exist in consciousness within you that you've put into your little black bag. The parts that you don't accept as yours because you think they're bad or they're wrong or they're too great or they'll lose you love. Humans are the universe incarnated. We are everything. We are the formless made physical, right? But we limit what we can manifest. We limit what we can make physical because we disown these parts of ourselves. We have the potential to be everything that exists. Yes, murderers, yes, fascists. Yes, bad people, as well as famous, powerful millionaires. In consciousness, we have the potential to be dark and light. Okay. And I'm going to go into this more so you can see this. Actually, I'm going to speak to this very quickly. When people hear like, oh, I've got the potential to be a liar or a murderer or a blah, 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 we can sometimes shut off. And I want you to understand that potential doesn't mean expression, okay? Potential is not the same as expression. You try kill a mother's baby, watch that mother do anything to that person that's killing the baby. It's potential for murder. We see people on the streets and we think, oh, they're so separated from me. Like I would never be homeless. Yeah. With the right childhood trauma. You know, I once, there was a guy in Malaga and he was, he was homeless and I used to always speak to him because, you know, and bring in blankets because he had dogs and stuff. And it was really shocking to me because he was early twenties. And I was like, how does someone that early twenties end up living on the street? And he was there for years, you know, when I lived in Malaga and I once sat down, I just asked him and I was like, just tell me your story. And I, I wanted to understand. And he was born to a woman that was addicted to heroin in a family of Jehovah's Witnesses. And so he was born addicted to heroin, led to him being bipolar and he was gay. And so when he came out as gay, his uh, family disowned him. And so if you know anything about serious mental health, um, it's not a good situation to have a family that disowns you and actually the mental health to not get a job. And so that's how he ended up on the street. That potential exists within all of us. Of course, there was a way out for him. There's a potential and a way out. But he was expressing something that is possible in, in human beings. It's possible for all of us to experience all things. And when we understand this, this whole thing about love more, judge less, just makes so much sense because it's like the potential for what I'm seeing in you also exists in me. 
it's so much easier to love you in that way. And we realize that this whole separation business that we've got that I'm superior, I'm inferior, blah, blah, pedestal stuff ain't true. There is potential for everything in everyone. The expression is different. Okay. What I want us to understand in shadow work is that you are the ship at sea. That's what you show to the world. That's your mask. That's your persona. And we all have masks and we all have personas. And if you want to do a deep dive into that, we've got workshops in the School of IH. They're going to be streamed in April so you can watch them. That's not for today, but it is in the School of IH and you can ask Tan to tag you. You're the ship at sea. That's the face that you show for the world. But that sea, that infinite sea underneath that ship, that's who you really are in consciousness. And so you can see that ship, that mask that you show to the world, who you believe you really are is so small of what actually is true. It's the same as the iceberg example, right? The tip of the iceberg is what we see, what people believe that they are. And underneath is actually all of the potential of who they can be. I hope you're seeing how powerful this is to understand and how big and extraordinary you all are. And we all are. And so here's the thing that we really need to get. It's like, what happens when we don't own our shadows? What happens when we keep filling up our black bag? What happens when we keep thinking that we are so much smaller than we are? Well, what happens when you get stressed or you get shaken? All of that suppressed emotion, that suppressed rage, that suppressed neediness, it comes out, right? When we're stressed and when we're shaken, our shadow qualities come out and we don't have control over it. So it's like, Bleh. how many of you guys have done that, right? How many of you guys that think rage is wrong and then you get stressed and then you're the angriest person in the room because you can't hold it in anymore. It's like having a glass, right? Full of water. That's like the black bag. When the glass shakes, it all comes out. When the glass is mostly empty because we've owned most of ourselves, it shakes and nothing comes out, right? I used to suppress my sexuality and then I'd get drunk and then I'd fuck anybody and everybody. <laughs> I know this is being recorded and this is an evergreen course, right? I was super duper shy at university. And when I'd get drunk, my loud and my Spanish and all of these qualities that I didn't allow to express came out. Stress, drinking, it's why a lot of people drink. Because suddenly in alcohol, they can relax and they can really be more of themselves. They're not so constrained, they're not that two bed house. Lol, same, you're not alone, yeah. So what we don't own comes out when we're stressed or drunk or shaken. But what we don't own, and this is what we're really gonna talk about in business and relationships is that we project on others. And if we can't own our shadow, and if we're not willing to own our shadow, we will live in cycles of blame and criticism. Because if we can't own it in ourselves, we have to project it on someone else. It's a law, right? Carl Jung said, you know, he's got a quote and it's something like, um, there's no one more dangerous than those that don't accept their dark side because they have to project it on someone else. 
So you will receive it, right? And we're seeing this so much in the industry right now. We're seeing, you know, people projecting their greatness on coaches. They work with them because in the coaches they can see, and this is really the wrong reason to work with a coach. They're like, this coach is like, they, they put all of their greatness on them, right? And then they get to know them and they see their coaches humanity and they see their coaches like make a mistake or do these things. And then they have to villainize them, right? Oh, I thought they were amazing. And now they're not amazing. We're stuck in this like, pedestalling, villainizing dynamics. We're seeing this in the industry a lot. We're seeing projection, and this is for coaches that are here on their clients. That's something we need to clean up. If you wanna be a safe coach, you need to clean up your projection. We project our pain on others. And we started dipping our toes into this yesterday. And so what we need to know is that you are the only one that can set you free. Right? We do this on Instagram. There's someone that we love and then we hate them. The people that we follow that we never think we can be that way. You know, I used to think Ben A. Brown was the best, in incredible, extraordinary thing known to man. I was like, I would never be as successful. And now I'm realizing, oh my God, no, I actually have that potential to be that level too, which might sound wild, right? Projection is always happening. And we can see it through our judgment, but when we don't believe our judgments, right? We allow ourselves to think and maybe we don't believe them. That's where healing and transformation can start. And we can start opening those doors to our house. Yeah. Yeah. Beauty saying that just happened to me, lol. Yeah. To understand projection, and I hope you guys appreciate my pictures here. I want you guys to just really feel this metaphor. And obviously when I teach shadow, I use a lot of metaphors because it's a really interesting construct that's sometimes hard to get our head around. But Debbie Ford um, used a beautiful metaphor that's really helpful to understand projection, okay? So you are the potential for every single quality that exists in the universe. So I want you to imagine there is an infinite fuse board and every single fuse is a quality that exists in the universe. When you own a quality, so you accept it within yourself, you suddenly have control over it. It appears as a switch. So let's say a quality that I've owned in myself is fraud. And I'll speak about that soon. It doesn't impact me in any way if someone calls me a fraud. Firstly, because we all are frauds. We all have the potential to be a fraud. We could all be a fraud. And also because I own the quality of being a fraud, I know that I'm not. I know that I don't have to. I know that I'm not displaying that. I know that that's a potential that exists within me that I'm not displaying. So if anyone called me that, it literally doesn't move anything in my system. And so on my fuse board of qualities, that will be a switch. I've owned it. It doesn't activate me. Therefore, it doesn't control me. Like I can turn that switch on and off. And I want you to see the on switch is like, I want to display that quality. And the off switch is I don't. So when we own a quality within ourselves, this is really important to understand. You then, okay, can either display it or not. 
You own the potential exists within you. The language that I'm using right now is really important. You can own the potential exists in you. And when you own the potential exists in you, you have choice on whether you display the quality or not. Okay. So let's say the quality is loving. Obviously, I want to have that switch on. I want to display that. I own that within myself and I turn the switch on. So when we owned and we accepted the potential exists within us, we have control over it, okay? Now, how do we know if we've owned a quality? How do we know if it's a switch or not? Is that we're not triggered by someone with it. I'm not triggered by someone that's a fraud. It literally doesn't activate me at all to see someone being out of integrity. I think it's not good. I wouldn't give them my money, but it doesn't activate me because I've got a switch. Now, what happens when we're not owning a quality? Life wants you to own all of your qualities. The universe wants you to be that infinite mansion, not the two-bed house, right? So what happens when we're not owning a quality is that we tend to attract lots of people of that quality. And what's going to happen is when we meet those people, they're going to trigger us. We're going to feel an emotional reaction. And that emotional reaction is telling you, you've not owned this quality. And so when we've not owned a quality, we don't have a switch. We have a live wire, right? We have an open fuse. And the second that we experience someone that is that, we plug into them. And it's got nothing to do with that person. And it's got everything to do with that we've not owned that within us. So let's say you've put your voice and your loud and your opinions in your black bag. You do not own that. And you meet someone that is very self-expressed. You're going to plug into them. There's going to be an electric vault because you have a live wire and not a switch. And you're going to feel an emotional trigger. And your brain is going to be like, oh, they're so self-confident. I don't like them. That, right? That is your indication there is an opportunity for healing. Because if you feel a trigger, live wire, not a switch. And so there the thing is, wow, I'm seeing this person that is being self-expressed and it triggers me. I wonder what part of myself that I'm disowning. This is why people that don't accept the wealthy part of them, right? They don't own their potential for wealth are so triggered by those that are wealthy because they've got live wires and every time they meet a wealthy person, it plugs straight in. And instead of taking responsibility and owning, oh, I have a potential for being wealthy too. So it can be a switch and they can choose expression. They're plugging in, their brain goes, oh, they're bad and immoral. And they believe what their brain says instead of looking what's beneath the surface. This is why I love shadow work. Shadow work basically means what is happening that doesn't meet the eye, what's happening beneath the surface, what's happening on an unconscious energetic level. It's transformational. Your triggers, your responsibility. Your triggers are taking you home. Your triggers are trying to get you to go back to wholeness. Your triggers are healing you. But if we get stuck in the projection outwards, we're missing the healing. Okay. Switch. 
doesn't plug into anyone. Switches, I've owned the quality and I have choice over expression. So you can accept the potential to be a murderer, right? You can accept the potential to be greedy. And once you've accepted it, you just turn the switch off. You're like, mate, I don't need to express that. Not, don't need to experience that in my life's journey. And you will not be triggered by those around you who are that. Those who are very triggered by everyone around them living their authenticity are people who have a fuse board that is mostly live wires and not switches. It's the person that's a really small, teeny weeny little house. People that are big, less triggered because they've got lots of switches. So what I need you to know, what you own within yourself, which is only, when I say this, own within yourself just means accept the potential exists within you. That's all it means. You own the quality then. Everything that you do not own within yourself owns you. Because you're going to do everything, right? And so there's all of these coaches right now that don't want to be seen out of integrity because out of integrity is a shadow. And what if someone called them out of integrity? And so they're putting themselves into little pretzels, right? And they're like, I've got to say the right things and you can't say the wrong things in social media because I'm going to get cancelled and then I'll feel shame and I can't feel shame. They're like, now that quality out of integrity? It's owning you, baby. It's owning you. Own the potential for being out of integrity and then choose whether to express it or not. This is how I can so comfortably sell the way that I do. This is how I can so comfortably, you know, I always get feedback like, Hannah, you drink from plastic bottles on your lives and you don't care. And I'm like, yes, I've owned that quality. If someone said that to me, I would be fine with that. The quality isn't owning me. I'm not trying to show up on every live masked and perfect because I've done shadow work. I allow myself to be wealthy, even if people plug into the wealth and they think negative things about me because I've done shadow work. I'm able to teach so freely, even though people will have judgments and I'm okay with those because I've done shadow work. Shadow work is the key to our bigness, to our greatness to experiencing all of our potential, good and bad. And then actually, the more that we get into this, these notions of good and bad are, good is, things are. It's our judgment that says they're right or wrong. And we know that our judgment and our stories isn't always true. And so... To repeat what I've shared, you know, when we don't own our things, we're projecting our stuff on our partners, on our children, on our colleagues, on our coaches, on famous people, right? It's like, if you're living in a lot of judgment, it's like you can't hold a lot of qualities in yourself. And so what I also want to be really clear about is that when we do shadow work, it's not that we stop projecting because projecting is projecting is human. Like we project and we add meaning. Like we create stories and we project. Because I don't want us to get into shame and blame about that. But the key is, when I project, do I believe it? And when I project, do I bring it home or do I get stuck in blame? That's the key. Projection is the methodology to wholeness. Noticing 
when people trigger you is the methodology to wholeness. The more aspects that you can own on yourself, the freer you will be. And I've put examples here, you know, the wealth is a big one, but like Insta coaches, right? How many of us like don't want to be the spiritual coach or don't want to be seen as loving money or just only want to be seen as like super ethical and integral. So we're like pretzeling ourselves as we show up on social media. And actually what you're doing is you're creating a big mask between you and people. And the thing is, however much you make a pretzel of yourself, there will still be people that criticize you. It's a big lesson to learn. You know, you could be the juiciest peach. I love this quote that exists and there will be people that don't like peaches. So we have to understand to have authentic, honest relationships. We've got to really own, accept and like ourselves first. Or use relationships as a path to own, accept and love ourselves more. And I'm just going to leave this question here for you guys to reflect on. For those of you guys that are business owners or on Instagram or any of the things or just in life, where are you performing? Where are you being a persona? Because you're actually scared to bring all of yourself to the table. People that are all of themselves are magnetic because not many people are. And the final thing that I want to say here is that moral perfectionism is violence to the soul. Your soul knows that you're everything in consciousness. And your soul thinks that's wonderful. And your soul loves all of you. But we're telling the soul that it's wrong and it's bad and constrain this and make yourself smaller. And that hurts. So like I said, your triggers are the pathway to becoming more whole. And this is actually how your relationships and business and your business can actually be a healing path too. And so I want you to look at your list of qualities that you wrote out and just start tracking them in your mind and add an I am to them. Because all shadow work is owning the fact that this potential exists within you. And as you do that, and I'm gonna give you five minutes to do that and I'm gonna mute myself again. As you do that, I am greedy, I am messy, I, am, I lack empathy, I am needy, I am a liar. I want you to find the ones that trigger you most and feel most uncomfortable. And we've just found our biggest shadows that we can now own. And once you've found that one word, I want you to find one word that makes you go, Bleh. I want you to drop it in the chat. Okay. I'm going to give you literally two minutes to do this. Woof. A lot of my scary fucking shadows came up yesterday. Amazing. I also think because we're doing this, like a lot of relationship stuff will, will have come up for you guys. A lot of relationship stuff has come up for me. I'm still processing it because I feel shame and blame. Shadow work is really about letting go and shame and blame as well. Because we get to be it all and we get to love ourselves no matter what. 
So two minutes until nine minutes past, I want you to go through those and then drop one word in the chat of the one that feels the most <laughs> to you. I also wanna note that shadow work isn't just something that we complete, it's something that we're always expanding into. There are always more doors to open of that house because we're talking about limitless potential. And that's beyond what we can even imagine with our minds. Okay, my loves, time to be brave. Let's see those. Let's see those in the chat and I'm going to read them out. Rapist. That scares me. Okay. I want to see at least two more guys. I know this is icky, but it's important. Okay, Natalie, I'm a liar. I'm a scammer. I'm an opportunist. Amazing. Yet proud for sharing. Amazing. Love, love, love. One more. Okay. We're gonna have a break in about 15 minutes, okay? And I want us to really be with this so we can really, really get this. Beautiful. I'm a manipulator and I'm a cheater. 
I'm going to go through these all. And it's really huge. All of you guys that have just shared this, like this is huge. I want to speak to this one, which is I am needy. This is one of my partners, Bagel the Craigle, Craigle the Bagel, um, shadow parts that we've done work on as a relationship. Because, you know, obviously ex-military man, like sailor for 13 years, slept around a lot, like, you know, his needy, his vulnerable, like all of that went in his black bag. And as women, you know, because as women, we went through that phase, we're like, I'm cool, I don't care. Like we, a lot of us put our needy in a bag. And all that needy actually means is I have needs. That's all needy means. I have needs and I express them. And so what I want you guys to see is that when we've got a shadow quality, it's going to manipulate our behavior. So if our shadow quality is needy and we think needy is bad, we're going to be behaving in ways so that people never, ever think that we're needy. So in a relationship, what's the expression of that? The expression is I show up in my relationship and I'm acting cool, but actually I'm not getting my needs met. I attract people that maybe would call me needy or think that I'm needy or that they're needy and they trigger me. Um, And it's like, I'm really trying to not be needy. So I'm not expressing my needs. I'm very like masked with my partners because there's there's a fear of that, like actually asking for what I need in intimacy. So when that shadow quality, it's actually meaning that we're like sacrificing things that we really desire and love, right? Now, when we own, I am needy. Like I'm really fucking needy. This is not a shadow part for me. I've got other shadow qualities, but needy is not one of them. It's like, and I used to have that as a shadow. It's so liberating because like, I actually keep that switch on for me. I express that, like I'm a little rat. I message my partner like all of the time, be like, hi, I miss you. We spoke three hours ago. But for me, that feels really free because I can just express myself as I desire. And the only reason that I'm able to do that with my partner and therefore attract partners that love that in me because I've owned it um, is because I own that in myself first. So Hope, I think that that's going to be, as you own that quality, that's going to be a really powerful journey for you. And actually like, I would love you hope to use that as like uh, an, an affirmation. Like I am needy and it's good. I am needy and that is safe. It's safe to be needy, right? Daniela has gone for a big one. Well, I don't want to judge these, but you know, we've got here, we've got like rapist. So when we go into ones like murderer, fascist, rapist, like all of these things, we have to understand that we're speaking in abstract terms of consciousness. Okay. So in consciousness, right. I'm not saying that Daniela should go out and, like rape people, like that would be a ludicrous thing for me to share. And obviously that's not what I'm sharing. So it's more about, can I accept the potentiality in me? And so if I was owning that within myself, right, we're really going into very big, dangerous territory here, but we're going to do it anyway. This is what I mean. Like I'm saying very out there things on a training that is recorded and then you know people can buy. So this is why I've had to own a lot of this stuff in myself. If not, I wouldn't be doing this, but I would then be like, okay, in potentiality, how could I be a rapist? Okay, I'm going to imagine, let's say that I'm born in a country where there's a huge amount of sexual repression, India, right? I'm born into a family that thinks that women are animals. This is a legit thing in India. Um, Could that potential express through me? Yes. Okay, do I accept that that potential could express through me? Yes. Okay, I'm going to turn that off though. 
it's an interesting thing because I was sexually abused like several times throughout my life. Like I lost my virginity to rape. A lot of you guys know this. And there's a trigger warning here if this is a big topic for you guys and you can pause this and move through. And um, part of my journey of healing with that is forgiving the people that did that. And that's been really powerful for me. So I obviously don't think it's a good thing that happened. And I'm not like, oh, yay. And like that switch is owned and firmly off. For me, it was less about rapist and more about like rapey, you know, <laughs> owned the potential switches off. It no longer happens in my life and it will not happen in my life. And I know that because on the level of consciousness, I'm not available for it. This is so much of a bigger topic for this conversation. But those are a few things that I want to say on that. I want to talk to liar. I want to talk to scammer. And I want to talk to opportunist. Every single person on this Zoom will have lied in their life. Every single person on this Zoom will have lied in their life. The truth is we don't want to be seen as a liar. And that's the truth of shadow work. It's less about, am I this or have I been this or have I done that? And it's less about being honest with ourselves and it's more about how am I being seen? I've definitely lied. White lies. In my life. How are you, Hannah? Oh, I'm really good. When you're having a shit day, that's a lie. So as you own these, I want you guys to think of times that you have done this so you can own it within yourself. Scammer, opportunist. <gasps> and if you want to go really deep with this, you can ask yourself, where did I learn that this was really bad? Was it in childhood that my parents got scammed by someone and I thought it was the worst thing in the world and therefore I've disowned that in me and I can't be that and I can't be that and that's really bad, that's really bad, that's really bad. <laughs> Because here's the thing, if you're scared of being called a liar, a scammer, and an opportunist, I bet that you find it very hard to sell. Not because you need to scam or be an opportunist to sell. But because you're going to manipulate the way that you sell, so you're definitely not those things. Oh, I don't want people to think that I'm a scammer. I don't want people to think that I care too much about money. I don't want people to think that I'm an opportunist. We can ask, you know, as you go back with these things, where did I really learn that these things were wrong and bad? In those, Natalie, there is a lot, there's a lot of medicine. If you can own that within you, so you don't need to manipulate your behavior, right? You're suddenly gonna be, there's a whole level of freedom of expression. Manipulator and a cheater. Mm. I was listening to an abundance course recently and it was very interesting because we think manipulation is bad um, there is a lot of schools of thoughts that think manipulation is part of leadership I'm not going to get into that it's obviously not manipulating people to do things that are negative for them But let's say you need to get people on board of an idea to save their lives or to kind of follow. 
the manipulation could have saved someone's life. We all manipulate, we manipulate the truth. And so for you, hope, then it's reflecting on where have I manipulated? Can I own that in me? Where have I cheated and where can I own that in me? And sometimes we'll have manipulated ourselves. Sometimes we'll have cheated ourselves. We've got manipulator, selfish, judgmental, liar. Interesting. Right? If selfish is a shadow quality, we're going to pretzel ourselves up so no one could ever call us selfish. So what are people like if they don't want to be seen as selfish? They're usually so giving that they lose track of themselves. They usually have problems with receiving because they don't want to be seen as selfish. When we're okay with, I can be selfish, I accept that within myself. But suddenly I'm able to take care of my needs. Sometimes, you know, especially as we do this work in our relationships and we start standing in our boundaries more and da-da-da, people are going to say, you're selfish or da-da-da-da-da. Now, if that's a shadow, if someone says, this is the final thing, okay? If you've got a shadow quality and let's say it's selfish and that's a live wire for you, someone says you're selfish, right? And what they do is you've got that live wire and they plug in. And when they plug in, they can manipulate you. If someone says you're selfish or you're a manipulator or you're an opportunist or you're that and you don't really be that, want to be that or seen as that, because it's not even about being that, it's about being seen as that, right? What are you going to do is you're going to change your behavior so that person doesn't think that. And now that person has got power over you. Now you're no longer sovereign, because you need that person to think that you're not that thing because you think that that thing's bad. And that thing means losing love. As a business owner, and you guys are going to notice this, you're going to hold people to contracts. You're going to have to deal with payments. You're going to have to deal with all sorts of things. And what do we know about people and money? People have stuff with money. I have had people call me things to get out of contracts. And there is a time where there were certain words that people would use, right? But I so didn't want to be that I let out people out of contracts. I probably like lost like over 100K in contracts that I've let go. More. Because people could say something and they would plug into me and then I would do what they wanted me to, which means that suddenly I could be manipulated. If you want to be unshakable, we need to be turning these fuses into switches. There are very few things that people can say to me now. Remember, guys, that I recently got blackmailed? There are very few things that people can say to me now that means that they could plug into me and manipulate me. This doesn't mean that I don't have shallow qualities. I absolutely do, and I'm still doing this work. I just mean that I'm not like a leaf in the breeze, depending on other people's opinions. And this is really the stuff that we have to do to set ourselves free. This is the really the stuff that we have to do if we want to make it in business, because people are always going to have opinions. Okay, we've got, I'm an imposter. I've got so much anxiety, someone finding out and pretending all the time. Sometimes it feels like, even though I know it's not true. I wonder, Yuli, if you could just own the imposter within you. 
It's like when we accept our potential for imposter, because we're all kind of like sometimes just like fucking fumbling through life, that could be called an imposter. If we can own a potential to the level that someone could go up to you and say, Yuli, I think your work is shit. I think you're an imposter and you're not shaken by it. This is where we're doing the really, 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 really incredible work to not be shakable. So important because people are gonna say stuff to you, especially when, if they can manipulate you, they've got something to gain. And if we're so scared to, 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 to be called things, we're not able to receive feedback. And that's not beneficial for us or our relationships because feedback is useful. Feedback is really helpful. Sometimes we can be like, okay, this is the other person's stuff. And sometimes we can be like, oh, that's actually really true. And that's really helpful. I didn't realize I was doing that. Thank you. Right? Yeah, Daniela, seeing you in that, darling. Yeah, I've got, I know times that I've cheated and manipulated. So it's owning that quality. So the life why no longer affects me yet. Yeah. Beautiful, Daniela. Yeah, absolutely. No judgment, no judgment. And this is what it really is here. It's no judgment. It's like, you can bring this all to the space and you'll be a really powerful coach when you can create the kind of spaces where people can bring their stuff to, like, obviously there's got to be boundaries. We can't just allow all the things and I wouldn't allow people to come on here and like abuse me, but we've got to be able to hear all the things. If not, it's like, it's, it's, it's a bigger conversation. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Sandra's saying, I learned a lot um, in my business journey about people manipulating me and not wanting to pay me for the service. Yeah. I had no self-esteem for myself or even trust in my ability to have boundaries. Yeah. This is what happens. If people can say, Oh, you're not compassionate and then you don't charge them. Well, then obviously someone that doesn't want to pay is going to say that. And it's never about them. It's never about them because God is giving you, right, opportunities to heal the life wires in you so you can become unmanipulatable. But if we focus on that person was bad because they said that and they manipulated me, you're missing the whole point. It's always about you. It's always about you. It's always about you. It's always about you. All of the times that I've been manipulated in business, it's been about me. And God gave me that person and I'm grateful for that person. Even if I lost money. Okay, this is big work and I hope we're getting this. The final piece of this is in every judgment that we have to another person, there is a yearning. When we disown part of ourself, there is a desire underneath it that we've made wrong. So when we judge people boasting and being confident, there's usually a yearning to maybe be full of themselves or to like themselves a bit more. When we judge people as lazy, it's usually because there's a yearning for us to stop. In every judgment, there is a yearning. And I'm gonna put this as a homework. We're not gonna do this now because there is so much content in these three days. You've got time to go through this and pick things apart. But at some stage for homework or for whenever, I want you to go through judgments you've made about three separate people. And I want you to identify the shadow that you're not owning in yourself. And then I want you to identify the yearning, right? Because even if I look through, you're so welcome, Yuli. Bye, darling. Um, even if you look through these, 
like manipulator. What's the yearning in that? Maybe to be comfortable in self and say the things. Selfish. What's the yearning in that? To care for needs. Judgmental. What's the yearning in that? Maybe to be outspoken. Liar. What's the yearning in that? So I want you to be thinking about these as all the qualities you've written down. Uh, yes, we'll have a look at that, Daniela. We can talk about that in the break, but I'm sure we can do that. I'm 100% sure we can do that. If you do want your name bleeped out, um, we can do that. I once had a tit that fell out in multidimensional business and we were able to edit that out. So I'm sure, I'm sure we can edit names out. I just need to speak to the team. And let's keep the messages actually direct messages because I think it's nicer as we're going through the sensitive contact that it just goes to me. Thank you, Hannah. Really enjoying, really enjoyed this. You're so welcome, Hope. So you can go through actually the shadow qualities that you've already picked out and find the yearning in it. Okay. Final piece here. This is where the magic happens, right? When we own the quality in ourselves, it no longer triggers us when other people express it. We've gone from fuse to switch. And now we've got choice, right? I've owned out of integrity. So it's a switch and it's down. I don't express that. I literally have no mental bullshit around integrity. I'm clean with it. I know I'm in integrity and I know that I've got the potential to not be. And so when I was blackmailed of stuff, because I was blackmailed and it was really pay me this money or I'll tell the world about you, that would only have weight on me if I felt that I had to hide something and I have nothing to hide, right? So she wasn't able to control me or manipulate me and I didn't pay the money because I don't negotiate with terrorists and I don't negotiate with bullies. And we get to have that boundary. If it was a different conversation, I would have maybe considered it. But it wasn't. Right? I'm full of myself and I can be offensive. Like, there are times where I've teach, taught that I'm sure no one's brought this to me, that there are things that I've said that have offended people. Not because I ever have the intention to offend people. I never, ever, 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 ever want to consciously hurt or offend people but my truth sometimes will. And so I've owned that within myself so I can be authentic in my expression. Can you see how much work we have to do on ourselves as we build our businesses that is far greater than the strategy or the money? It's like, if we wanna create impact, like we really wanna create impact. We really wanna create impact over a lifetime. This is the work that we need to do. If we really wanna have love in our lives, this is the work that we have to do. This is what sets us free, to actually be who we want to be. Not who we actually are, because who we actually are is everything. It's who we want to be. If it triggers you guys, then it's plugging into you, and then it's always about you. And it can be about the other person as well, but we're not interested in that. Okay, loves, I'm gonna give you a 15 minute break for now. Go get some water, be with this, reflect, do the things that you need to do, and we'll see each other in 15 minutes, okay?